Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, uh, but okay, <laughs> this is my real one, though. I actually gave some thought about this. And if anybody has played like what they did with Zelda and Hyrule Warriors, mm. so you've got that Warriors Dynasty yep. thing that I think that would be fun with Pokemon. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! Welcome to the 346th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my stupendous co-host, Zakran and Gator. And as always, we are here to bring you the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a name we came up with in 2007. However, we are your Pokemon podcast stop for everything Pokemon, from the video game to the trading card game to even Pokemon Origins. We talk everything Pokemon. So welcome to the shoe show. Uh, not the shoe. We, we aren't a shoe. But welcome to the shoe. Thatch is actually an old lady who lives in a shoe. Uh, Next time. There's yeah. not a lot of real estate in Dayton, so Pucklegon's going to be a little stinky this year. But uh, <laughs> we're all excited. Shoe Pokemon Gen 8. <laughs> Welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome back if you're old. We have an excellent show lined up for you today and we're excited to get to it. But before any of that, I just want to know what you guys been up to lately. Well, uh, I've been on Pokemon Showdown making a bunch of, no- of OU teams and playing with those. Ooh, you having fun with I have that? got to say, I really, really like uh, Tornadus Therian. I've been playing with that oh, a yeah. lot. He's solid, man. Yeah, like I don't even run a flying type move. I just decided to run like, what was it? Heat wave, U-turn, sludge wave to like deal with the tapus. Yeah, this is like typical normal stat. Mm. He gets knockoff, so it's good utility. Oh, yeah, totally. And then he can run on assault vest. And he's bulkier than the bulkiest boy. Bulkiest boy. Well, you're doing the summer league challenge too, right? Yeah, I have one badge uh, because I keep getting thrashed by all the gym leaders. 
but that's really on me because I uh, haven't bothered to like bring anything over that wasn't on my draft league team. Mm. <laughs> like I only beat Whimsicott because I finally w- was like selling out and was like, okay, I'll bring my Magiarna over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got really close to beating Claude, but focus miss missed. <laughs> I was playing against British gent one night uh, because I'm a gym leader and he was, he was challenging my gym and he brought a team that could definitely beat me. Like there's, there's definitely some holes in the team as there should be, because I want people to be able to figure them out, learn how to play, get comfortable with different things. And I, so he brings a scarf chinchino and I'm just like, Oh man, if he does the right thing, like this can just mess me up. Right. And he goes and he has me in a position where if he hits a rock blast with Chinchino, he wins the game, right? <laughs> and it's a solid two-hit KO to take out this Chinchino for me right now. And so I go, I click the button, I get a move off. He goes for rock blast. It misses. Mm-hmm. He does it the next turn. He misses it again, and then I end up winning. And I felt so bad. I'm like, you should have totally won. Yeah, that's like the story of my life, uh, Puck, Puckle Draft League season one against uh, Geo. <laughs> uh, it was I was so salty because I literally would have won and like. Mm. <sighs> anyway, what about you, Gator? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm kind of just boycotting Pokemon Go right now, like but slightly. Okay, that confuses me because you're level 37 in Pokemon Go, right? Okay, so here's, <laughs> here's what happened, right? The, you know a good way to get to 37 is to uh, purchase yourself one of those Pokemon Go Plus accessory wristbands? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, when they don't care about updating their game and how it oh. interacts with those bands, that cost me $35 mm-hmm. out, of my money, out of my pocket, my own personal hardworking money, um, you get a little salty about it. And ever since the last update, it's not been working with my uh, Go Plus. So I have to use an outside software to sometimes be able to get it to connect. Um, The software is a uh, Bluetooth booster. So if anybody's having a problem with their Pokemon Go Plus that's on Android that's having a similar thing. So it's called the uh, um, Go Companion, I believe. But you can Mm -hmm. just look up, uh, you know, uh, Bluetooth booster for Pokemon Go and you should be able to find it online. Um, but still it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, however, I did have an invitation to a EX raid last Thursday. <laughs> did so, you go? Did you break your yeah, rule and go? I, I, I had, I had to go break my boycott and catch a Mewtwo and I caught it on the first ball and it's a 91%. So it's a really oh, good that's Mewtwo. That's not too bad. Yeet. Um, oh, nice. but then I, I used a, uh, charge TM to get psychic off of it and it ended up with hyper beam, which is literally the worst thing it could have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was, I was aiming for uh shadow ball, but, uh, now I'm stuck waiting to get another charge TM to try to roll the dice and gamble again. Were you yep. hoping to get Shadow Ball to like deal with all the psychic stuff coming up? It's uh, the Confusion Shadow Ball set is the best set for Mewtwo um, as a generalist sweeper. Um, so it tends to be really good just for taking out any gems um, because the Confusion knocks out a lot of stuff, and then Shadow Ball is a good neutral hitter for most of the gym defenders. Um, and then yeah, it's good for raids too. And then as far as, like, TCG stuff, which is what I usually do, um, yeah. I, I've been uh, having some fun with that. I'm really looking forward to PuckleCon and getting to judge that. Um, 
Oh yeah, PuckleCon's in like two weeks, which is really scary to think about. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm already planning out my trip, and I got to be at the airport at four o'clock in the morning. Um, oh, so, so like not too fun. early. Yeah, not too early. Fun times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm trying to think about what decks I want to take, and you know, the North American International Championships was this weekend, and just mm-hmm. seeing all the different like diversity of the meta, and not seeing a Buzzwell in the top eight, and just kind of making me think, hmm, what deck should I bring for fun? So that's been my uh, spiel lately with Pokemon. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be Man, a blast. I, I really love the Pokemon TCG, just like how diverse it is, honestly, compared to other card games that I play. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I've been also like... hopping into like a little bit of Commander for Magic the Gathering lately, um, just as kind yeah. of a side game, because uh, sadly, recently, our league leader at my shop uh, passed away. Uh, so oh, that's not good. Yeah, it's it's been rough. So trying to get everything still organized at the shop and I've been stepping it up and another individual has been stepping it up to help the store owner organize the league and get the kids to come out. And so it's been tricky. And then summertime is a difficult time, too. So if anybody out there mm-hmm. is in a Pokemon league, you know how tricky it is, because once the kids don't have a schedule anymore, it's all rambunctious and they end up not showing up until school starts back up. So it's a really turbulent time in the uh, Pokemon TCG at uh my general area but the game's growing we had a brand new person swing by the other day and i love the generosity of the pokemon community this guy's like a classic gen oneer with like wizards of the coast cards back from 97 heck yeah all mint mint condition he comes in and like one of the 10 year old kids is there and the dude reaches in his stuff and pulls out this like shiny snorlax and just like hands it to the kid he's like here you could have this and just like that kid's life was just determined for him <laughs> like it was so cool like the dude yeah like, no that's legit that. um and he, I he wanted be to like buy that guy. he just wanted to buy a deck for his buddy like because his buddy wanted to play like competitively mm-hmm. um so he bought a deck off my friend and just gave a kid a random card like dude was super chill so i love seeing that in the community that's one of the things i like about pokemon is like mm-hmm. pokemon people are really nice yeah most pokemon people are actually great it's when you get into the video game people. Like, those people scare me sometimes. Uh, there's not enough of them to care. Um, that's, that's really the... <laughs> honestly, honestly, you're not wrong, right? Like, they, they, they start... They, they're, they're not, with them now making regionals with just TCG players, like... Oh, man, I saw that, and I wish I could have sat down on TCG cast and talked with you guys about that, because that has so many implications. Well, I've I mean, been saying for, for the longest time, the VGC scene is going to die. Like, it's kind of just a sideshow compared to the TCG. Well, they've realized they don't need it to sell consoles, but having a competitive scene for the TCG does help sell cards. Oh, absolutely. Because that's, yeah. you have to sit in person to play that, right? Exactly. And we, it's really difficult for like us at Puckle to be able to have a TCG tournament that's effective, right? Because you'd have to sit there and you have to play online. You can't play with the physical cards. And yeah. you can go buy the game and we can run effective tournaments all day, all night on on puckle which is the difference because you can do that from the comfort of your own bed you can you don't even have to put on pants you can come to do a tournament with puckle that's exactly how i view recording this podcast um (laughs) you literally just described everything um as the current puckle certified vgc judge i have to say i object to this entire conversation I mean, to be, I think that VGC is going to die. I think you're going to see the circuit just kind of wane away. I don't think it'll ever go away, but it's just going to stagnate. It's been stagnant for a while, actually. Well, you I think it, it kind of comes... online capabilities. Like that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have to meet up with people, exactly. It just 
exactly. it comes and goes in waves, yo. Like whenever the you know new competitive only games supposedly come out, which from what I understand or what so, the next game's going to be, then it's probably going to see a revival again. So I want to just take a break and say you have to kind of look at the wave of the TC or the video game like in real per- in real battle uh, numbers as as kind of like climate and kind of look at it over a span of three years because it's a typical generation cycle, right? You get the you get the VGC format that is going to have all of the Pokemon from the new game and that's it. It's just going to be the regional decks and then you're going to have the national decks here and then you have the two legendaries here, right? And you'll you'll notice every every single time that happens, the first new generation is always higher than than the previous year, right? And then it just goes down because nobody wants to get legends, blah blah blah. And but if you actually look at the numbers, the numbers haven't grown over that cycle. Like that cycle just keeps repeating itself and the numbers don't go up. But if you look at TCG, those numbers are consistently going up. Yeah, we've had, you know, thousand person regionals for the first yeah. time. You know, it's it's been getting crazy. So the interest is still there. But a part of that, too, is there's a lot of bad decision making in other TCGs that are driving people towards Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And with Pokemon's increased prize support, it helps to get people out. Plus, they made the invite for Worlds pretty easy this year. Like, yeah. if you're a, a decent player, you didn't even have to play the whole year to earn an invite. Um, yeah, just 400 doing points well. wasn't bad at all. No. Um, you could do that in cups, literally. If you could top mm-hmm. eight, if you could uh, take first in two cups a quarter, you go to Worlds. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think that's the way it should be, honestly. Because I don't think it should be a point where you have to travel a ton to go get your Worlds invite. I but, just don't I mean, think it, it should be it, that way. It depends on how you see worlds. Do you see it as the elite of the elite, or do you see it as a group of really all the really good players? Like that's that's what you have to decide. That last one, I just see it as a group of good players. Like that's all I see it as. And I well, think that's... if I think if you do well enough on a local level, it should be like you're the representative from that local area going to worlds to represent your local area. Well, Chris Shemansky, the he's a pretty big name in the competitive TCG side, and he also does mm-hmm. a lot of data analytics. And he looked at um, actually the results from all the tournaments of the last year and had some really interesting information, like something like only 3% of all the total players who participate in the regionals go to more than two. It was some crazy number like that. So like there's this perception that it's this chase with among these top players and stuff like that. But regionals actually are a really localized thing. Is that just for TCG? Is that just for uh, TCG? Yeah, that's what he was looking at for TCG. Yeah, I would be interested to see what the numbers are for VGC. I feel like there's a difference for the VGC, only because there aren't a lot of local events for VGC, uh, in my personal experience. There haven't been as many local Premier Challenges anymore. Hmm. I think one of the things that may be impacting this is just the Pokemon company is kind of bad about, like, uh, outreach and, like, interest into uh, actually, like, making the public aware that these events are happening in the first place. They did a much better job this year, I think. I mean, they're they're continually improving. I think there's always room for improvement, but they're just continually improving. We'll cut it off there, and we're going to go kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. Well, there isn't much, but if you're listening to this, it's too late now. You should have a Squirtle from Pokemon Community Day. That happened. 
But unfortunately, uh, if you want one now, it's too late. Or maybe you should just go find somebody to trade you one. So there, there you go. You can have cool sunglasses. And apparently you can get them shiny with the sunglasses, too. Which is something I heard. That's going to be baller. Yeah. And I think it's got, like, hydro cannon on the, um, the blast. On the blast. Yeah, that makes sense. That would make sense to me. Other than that, Pokemon International, North American Internationals happened this weekend. You missed that as well. And uh, we don't have the winners yet because that is currently happening as of recording. So we cannot give you the winners. But North American Internationals are happening in Columbus, Ohio. It looks like they finally moved them back there because they were tired of Indiana. And they're just like, yeah, Columbus is like Indianapolis. And they're not wrong. They aren't that uh, wrong. <laughs> not that wrong. I don't know. Columbus had North Market and that was legit. That's true. Um, shout out to North Market. Yeah, that's uh, true. North Market's delicious, man. It's the only place in Columbus you can get Polish food. Fun fact. But, yeah, no, so, I mean, I think Columbus's streets are also laid out better than Indianapolis's, personally. But that might just be because I lived in Columbus and I never lived in Indianapolis. That, no, that's that a very a odd critique to make for their Pokemon event, but okay. Because it's easier to get around. Mm. Um, it's also easier to park there. Parking at the true. Indianapolis Convention Center sucked. That's true. We didn't have to walk far to, to do PokemonCon no, there. not at all. It wasn't bad can to park there at all. hear me? Yeah, we can absolutely hear oh. you. Oh, okay. Cool. But we missed I you. I'm realized, glad you're back. Yeah, I realized I had been muted and I was like trying to say stuff and Thatch just kept talking. Oh, well, you, no, that, you weren't muted. Well, oh. he, he muted himself. <laughs> oh, my uh, bad. Anyway. Also, also, what's going on currently is a Pikachu with sunglasses and a hat to help celebrate the second anniversary of Pokemon Go. So that's cool. If you want a yeah. Pikachu with aviators and a sun hat, I guess. It's a nice hat. It's got flowers on it. Yeah, it's just really odd. It's just like, man, what other hats <laughs> okay. haven't we put on Pikachu at this point? This is why it's not odd. I think that they were testing, experimenting, putting sunglasses on a Pokemon. And if they mm. have to build the assets for it for Squirtle, they might as well do something with the Pikachu. That's fair. I, I would have been fine with just the glasses and not the hat on Pikachu, though. Like, I would have been totally fine with that. Also, they should start work on little miniature guitars for oh Pokemon God. and Pokemon Go. <laughs> There, there hey, was actually uh, an official asset way back in the day of like a Meowth rocking out on a guitar. <laughs> That's and cool. I, I want that. Like, make that an event in Pokemon Go. In, in further Pokemon Go news, if you have the Pikachu uh, fan medal, you can buy Pikachu merchandise for a limited time in the shop. Ooh, that is true. Yep. But good luck catching 300 Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have that. And I'm like played too much go so mm-hmm. oh you're right so yeah, you get the you get those cool pikachus man the pikachu uh where am i going with this uh there was something I was, the, the, the pikachu the pikachu <laughs> but we're gonna move on to other pokemon news and that is it actually there is no other pokemon news because it's been a pokemon go week nationals was happening and that's about it man but if you want to do more awesome Puckle stuff, we have plenty of Puckle news for you guys. First of all, in two weeks, PuckleCon is happening, so be there or be square. That is July 21st to July 22nd at the Dayton Convention Center, room 306. It's a giant room, and I hope we fill it, but I'm not feeling super confident. <laughs> mm, I, I think we have a pretty good chance. They gave us a room that was meant for twice the number of people I said we were expecting. 
We have so, a lot of people coming and like there may be random people too. I do expect random people who haven't like told us on the discord, like, Hey, I'm coming. I, I do expect like one or two of those that happens every year. You always get like a random minor metric, you know, who just shows <laughs> up at PuckleCon and it's just like, Hey, I'm here. And it's just like, Oh, that's cool, man. I came all the way from Alaska. <laughs> yeah. And then you get those random Europeans that just drop in. So definitely watch <laughs> out for that. But yeah, I'm super excited for PuckleCon just to hang out with everybody. It's always a good time. I hope the events go well. I, I'm really, we need to get a few other things hammered out here and there. But for the most part, everything's planned out. It's going to be a good time. And then finally, if you want to do something online, if you can't make it to PuckleCon, first, you should definitely just come by the Discord and do our Summer League where we have different gym leaders who are available throughout the day. There's a an announcement in our announcements channel on Discord that will give you a link so you can check out all of the gym leader times and all the information for Summer League. If you get eight badges and then you win the tournament at the end of the, at the, end of the league, you can win a shiny new 2DS XL courtesy of Puckle. So definitely check that out out i think that's everything though that i wanted to cover so we are gonna close it off there and we're gonna head over to puckles pokey quiz where we're gonna quiz your co-host on their innate slash learnt pokemon knowledge And on to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. Innate. Let's let it all be known that it, it is innate. They are born with this. They come out of the room and they're just like, we know what's happening in Pokemon. Shaking my head. I feel like that's going to that's gonna be your children, though. That's something you're going to pass on, <laughs> just like genetically. I don't know if I'm going to do it genetically, but I'm definitely forcing my kids to like do the Pokemon circuit. Because for juniors, it's so easy for them to go to worlds and stuff. It's absurd. Oh, yeah. They're getting all the scholarship money just by going to these events. Like, I will go there and go to these events and let them go. I'm going to be the cool dad. But no, it's going to be like it's gonna be like the soccer dad that the kids are tired of playing soccer, you know? They're just like, we're really not that into it, but our dad's into it, you know? <laughs> and, and so they're just going to get tired of me at one point and just be like, we don't want to play Pokemon anymore, dad. And I'll be like, you're going to be like one of those Southern moms who dresses up their daughter and forces them to compete in the, you know, yeah, sunshine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Except I'm, it's going to be me shoving like a Pokemon team into my child's hands and being like, <laughs> do well. You're uh, going to learn how to play this most broken deck if you like it or not. <laughs> and, then we'll, and then we'll go get ice cream. Yay! Uh, <laughs> I digress. We are going to go ahead and quiz your co-host by asking them five questions. Each of these questions is worth one point. One of them will have a bonus point. They will also have a hint that they can use at any time to help answer these questions. There are, uh, And if they get all of the questions correct they can, without using the hint, they can cash it in for an extra point for a possible total of seven points. Ooh, bring I've it on it. pal you're looking at a game corner winner 2018 i've I, you're looking at somebody that has gotten the seven points i think twice yeah so <laughs> it's also it's also a pretty fresh ladder i think everybody's tied with like no i think sublime's in the lead with like six points and that's yeah, about on a tcg cast six to five you guys are in a race of 30 against the other co-host you will be operating as a team for this episode and we are racing to 30, and if you get there, you get a Pokemon plush from PokemonCenter.com of your choice under 
<laughs> under twenty dollars. Under twenty dollars, because I don't need any of this nonsense. Like, I really like that Snorlax, and it's like the two hundred and fifty dollars beanbag Snorlax. Okay. Okay. What if I send you the money to make up the difference? Uh, totally. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I'd probably just ask for another Bound Suite to add to my collection of Bound Suite plushes. Well, it goes with the new announcement that they, they're going to start launching. Uh, starting this week, actually, 30 of the original Pokemon are getting plushes. And then in November, the rest of the original 151 are getting new plushes. I so, love how, like, I was Diglett, talking man. to R Sigma about that. Yeah, and he was like, don't miss out on this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to have a Jinx plush. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, oh, oh, right. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. All of these questions come from Claude9 today. I, I They're all oh, in the vein no. of gym badges and trials. So it's actually really interesting. It's the theme today. So and we're going to we're going to jump into it. So I want to know we're going to start off easy, hopefully easy for you guys. What is the name of the badge that Brawly gives a trainer that beats his gym? I know this gator. All right, what is it? It's uh, it's the knuckle badge. Yeah, because I, I just Gen three, right? It, yeah, I, I, yes. I, like one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's the knuckle badge, right? I agree. Is that your final answer? Uh, yes. wait, wait. May, okay, mm. yes. Gator says yes. That is correct. Okay, I was doubting badge. myself. You made me doubt myself. <laughs> he not, does that on purpose. You got to just power through. I just right. need to know if it's your final answer. Like, I get answers, and I'm just like, is that the one you're going with? And then you need to say yes. <laughs> yeah, All Gen right. 3 is my thing, man. That is one for one. So, good on you guys there. So, Let's starting off strong. All... In Generation 6, how many badges did you need to obtain in order for Ultra Balls to start showing up in shops? Mm. I'll give you a plus or minus one on this. Uh... Huh. All right. So is it like three? Because it's like you get the Pokeball and then I'm going to go with like three. Wait, I feel like, wait, I feel like wait, it didn't take that long. If we have a plus or minus one, it'd be more reasonable to guess four, I think. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's three, but we can guess four if you like. Is that yeah, your final I answer? A, I don't I don't have a definite answer here, but yeah, I think four is pretty reasonable to guess. Yeah, four. That is within the margin of error. The answer is actually three. And Yeet. if but four <laughs> four calls it, so we are gonna accept that. That is two points for you guys today. You guys are doing real strong right now. Alright, so number three has to do with trials, kind of. It's pretty much the same question. How many trials did you have to go through before full restores showed up in Pokemarts in Generation 7? And I'll oh give you the plus God. or minus one here again. Full restores. Like <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is intentionally making them all gym-related. <laughs> like, that's really, that's really specific. Uh, full restore is the one that's HP and it's... Uh, yes. Um... I shouldn't be helping, but I am, I guess. Um, I think I think you have to beat the game, don't you? No, no, I don't think so. Okay, so let's just count the trials. There's one on Mele Mele. There are three on Akala. 
plus the kahuna. Are the kahuna fights included no, in this? No, just trials. Right. Those aren't trials. Right. Okay, so four we can best basically rule out, I think, unless it's right after Akala. I'm pretty sure you have to beat the game. All right. Well, uh, we'll go with that then. How many trials are there total then? There's the very... There's one for each island, isn't there? So it should be four? No. No, those are the kahunas, mate. Oh. Yeah, there Can are just three, three on Akala, one on Mele Mele. There are, I want to say, three also on Ula Ula, because there's the ghost, electric, and... Wait, what's the other one? Um, I just remember two on Ula Ula, actually. Unless you count, like, Guzma. No, Guzma doesn't really count. So I guess it is just those two. So yeah, it says five, six, and then there's seven, eight, maybe. Uh, uh, man, this is hard. I'm you just gonna go seven, seven trials. Let's just go with that. All right. Like, that is they're... correct. Whoa! Uh, there are. <laughs> It's the end of the game, right? Yeah, there are seven trials in Pokemon Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and in Sun and Moon. They are slightly different depending on which game you're playing because it depends on how what trials on Pony Island because Pony Island will actually change between the fairy one and the dragon one depending on oh. which which what game you're playing. However, that does give you a total of seven trials. All you need is seven trials so you can get full restores because you can't get them until you beat the game. Until you yeah, head no, to I'm the Elite Four. Uh, power of teamwork mate so that is three points for you guys let's do this so the next question is your bonus point question oh no and this this question has three possible answers so you only need to get two of them so in the first three generations badges boosted the stats of your pokemon which badges raised your attack and you don't have to what? get the names correct, but if you do, if you give me like the gym leader or something, I'll accept that as well. So um, I need to know which ones raised your attack. So uh, the names of the badges or just the. I will you, take both can... as long as I can identify which badge you're talking about. So definitely the boulder badge. That Are would we... be from um, Kanto. All right. Um, and Hoenn, it was the stone one. The stone? So stone that's Roxanne, uh, which was the, oh, oh, granite, I want to say? Granite badge? No, I think it was the stone badge. I think it was just called stone badge. Roxanne's? Um, Roxanne's badge? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it's just the stone badge. Like, boulder badge, stone badge. Oh, okay. Um, and then Gen 2... Was it... Oh wait, we only need we only need two. See, I will just go with those two because I don't know what Gen two is. Are Are but... you positive that it's the first gym? I'm positive it's the Boulder badge and the Stone badge. I want to say Stone badge. All right, instead of saying Stone badge, can we just say Roxanne? Yeah, I'll just take it. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So that is correct on both accounts. Uh, it okay. is the Boulder Badge, the Zephyr Badge, and the Stone Badge that will give you this boost in attack. Zephyr Badge, that's what it was. I that's only played Paul, Crystal, Paul Paris, and I was yeah. like a dumb kid, so I don't remember playing Crystal. <laughs> but that wow. gives you five points so far today, guys. You're doing pretty good. So okay, now, no pressure. So now the next question is the base stat question. And oh. I will, 
and I want to know about special defense uh, this week, and I want to know what fire type Pokemon has the highest base special defense. Is it mono fire type or oh, Fanny? Oh, okay. Because so some some episodes you've been doing. Yeah, I, I will. I will say it's mono type if it is. I will say that. But this is just any fire type. Okay. Um, pretty hmm. sure it's Ho Oh. Well, the stuff that comes to mind with high special defense, Ho-Oh, Heatran, uh, maybe like Primal Groudon or something. I try to think Megas. Oh, that's true. Out. I didn't even think about Primal Groudon. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it's Vic- Victini. That's all 100, I think. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a mythic, isn't it? So isn't mythic yeah. usually... Mm-hmm. Mm, there aren't many uh, legendary fire types, right? So no. maybe no, it's not Reshiram. Um, no, 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 no. You know what? Uh, wait. What are the Mega Fires? It's nothing really scary, right? Mm. No, it's like Charizard and uh, Blaziken. And I'm uh, pretty sure it's Ho Ho. All right. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think if you're if you're fine with it, I'm not I'm I'm not. Let's I try to get all seven points. I think is that your final it. answer? Yes. Yeah. That is correct. It is. Uh, yeah. Hello. That gives you guys the seven points for today. So good job getting the getting all of the bet or all the points possible. That's something that hasn't happened in a while. Okay, I'm I'm too stressed to do the rest of the podcast. Can we? Just- <laughs> Can we talk about nice things? So, now? so out of fire touch with the high special defense, it's like Ho Oh at base one fifty four, and then I think the next one is literally like Mega Charizard Y, and Reshiram. Oh, I forgot about tied that for one. like, oh, it's Reshiram at one twenty, and then Mega Charizard Y at one fifteen. What for reference? What's Primal Groudon? Because that one was my like. Oh my gosh, up. that's like, man, Groudon has to be way down there. One sec, it's probably way down there. <laughs> Um, so Primal Groudon's special defense is 90. It's not even that oh. good. Okay, so that's better. It usually right. doesn't matter because, like, most of the time water moves completely fizzle against it, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just thinking, because Flareon was one of my other guesses, but I, I knew it had to be one of the legendaries, because Flareon's got a pretty high one. Base 130 is the highest you can go with an evolution. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that, but I didn't think about that. Yeah, and also it's in Flareon's attack. Yeah, that's why he said. But all right, that is going to be it for Poke Quiz. That gives you guys a solid seven points, though, and that gives you guys the lead. I think. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> uh, getting getting closer to that. Getting closer to what's that called? That Pokemon plush from PokemonCenter dot com. Bound Sweet number two. Bound Sweet. <laughs> I don't know. Is there a Bound Sweet plush on PokemonCenter dot com? I don't know. You're I'll be you're right at, back with them. You're asking the real questions right now. The The score is Scrawn and Gator in the lead with seven points. In third place, we have Sublime with sixth. And in fourth and fifth, or tied for fourth, we have Dr. Shamu and Mr. Maximus. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. Booyah. All Ooh, right. Yeah. We are going <laughs> to go ahead and change gears and take a little break. And we'll be right back at you with the topic. Hey, Puckalonians. It's Sublime Manic can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast then check out our social media you can find links to our facebook twitter 
Reddit, and YouTube, all from our website, PocoPodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Pocolonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash PucklePodcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash PucklePodcast. And on to the topic, our topic today is going to be games we'd like to see cross over with Pokemon. I thought this was an interesting topic just because there were a lot of things that I was thinking about. I think the biggest crossover in a lot of our minds is Pokemon Conquest. I don't no. know. What, what is the bigger biggest crossover in your mind then? That's not Pokemon Conquest. Um, have to exist bejeweled. yet. Yes, that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's what I was using as an example. Uh... It's, be, it's Bejeweled with Pokemon, Pokemon Shuffle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably the more successful one. I will say that. It's true. Pokemon... Although they discontinued support for it, so now it's just on one giant loop. Oh, that's so sad. I withdraw then until we hit the topic. <laughs> I just wanted to use it because I thought it was a really fun thing to think about. Whether I think about crossovers with the Pokemon franchise and other spinoff games. Because while we're sitting here waiting for the inevitable next Pokemon game, spinoff games are traditionally how we've kind of filled that void in our lives when we want a new Pokemon game. I know I did that with Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon and was horribly disappointed. And because the gameplay just wasn't that great. I'm not a big fan of the Mystery Dungeon series, by the way. I think that's technically a crossover, too. Yeah, Mystery Dungeon was not originally uh, Pokemon. Yeah, it was. that's a franchise that's been around for a while, and they decided to put Pokemon with it. And it was very successful, and it does really well because they keep making them. Though we haven't gotten one for Gen 7 yet. There hasn't been a Gen 7 Mystery Dungeon. Probably because Super Mystery Dungeon wasn't received that well. And I believe the one before that still wasn't received that well either. Well, uh, Super Mystery Dungeon had the problem. Like, it was a good game, but the problem was that, like, five le- five uh, yes. you know, days in, you could recruit a freaking Salamence, and it just kind of ruins the whole grind of the event. Like, what oh, I have this now overpowered Pokemon that can always be on my team. Yep. They were just like, hey, you're level, what, 15? Here's a level 50 Pokemon that's yours now. You what about that this? time they crossed over with Pixelmon and made Pokemon Quest? <laughs> I don't know. Because... I wouldn't call that a crossover. I would call that a premonition more than anything else. Because... Or, or the time they were like, oh, Magic the Gathering's really hot. Let's put our Pokemon on cards. I don't know if that was a crossover either. <laughs> Only It was all Wizards of the Coast, though. Just it saying. was Wizards of the Coast because they saw an opportunity. They're just like, let's go become a multimedia franchise. And. Then Wizards of the Coast is like, yeah, we could use a gateway drug. And they came up with Pokemon uh, Pokemon TCG. And then they tried to kill it because they wanted the adults to transition to magic. And they stopped having <laughs> Masters events for Pokemon TCG. It's a good time. Yep. Hmm. They're going to try to murder it to the ground. And then Pokemon's like, uh-uh. And that <laughs> now, now Pokemon owns the TCG. That's the story. We yes. just went full loop there. Uh, yeah. And Pokken's technically like a cro- type of crossover. It's a genre it's, crossover. It's Tekken. Yeah. It's based on Tekken. <laughs> it is based off Tekken. That is why it's called Pokken. So, Do we ever get an official pronunciation of that, by the way? Um, it's pronounced Pokken. Is it Pokken or Pokken? Uh, um, so I made that up. Well, actually, Gator's right and you're right. It's it's uh, If you're in Japanese, it's Pokken. So it does have the ka- sound of mm-hmm. 
you know, Thatch, but also the post sound of Gator. So you're both right. Yay. I just want to know. Being right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to yeah. know. Right. Pokemon tournament is also something you'll be able to see at PuckleCon. Yay. Shameless plugs for events. Like, oh, you know what would be a really cool crossover, though? Actually, legit this time. Um, when are we going to get our open world Pokemon game a la Skyrim? There you go, guys. <laughs> Bingo card. <laughs> Skyrim Pokemon. There we go. Okay, uh, but okay, this is my real one, though. I actually gave some thought about this. And if anybody has played like what they did with Zelda and Hyrule Warriors, mm, so you've got that Warriors Dynasty yep. thing that I think that would be fun with Pokemon, just having a team where you run around and like fight stuff with them. I think that would be like, a lot of fun. I think Pokemon lends itself to that really well. The only problem I can see is it would be really difficult to fit all 807 of them in it. Well, I, that game lends itself to waves of like a lot of stuff. Yeah. So like, I think it'd be fun. Like, how cool would it be to actually unleash the power of a Charizard to fire blast, you know, 500 Pidgeys at once? Yeah, no, I think you it would be. I, mean? I think it would be a really interesting thing to do. You'd have to do it really well, though. And by that, I mean. I think what you'd have to do is probably do just like Gen 1 for the first game. Just because you you have little Timmy, right? And he really likes Agron. And he's going to be really upset if Agron's not there. That's true. Uh, alternatively, but- I guess you could just do like a select few kind of like you would for Smash, right? You just pick like the ones that would be that lend themselves most to the movement to be able to do something like that. And quote unquote, the most popular ones. Because everybody has their favorite. I would I would have I would go on a limb to say that almost every Pokemon is somebody's favorite, minus Semiseer. <laughs> but Semiseer. But I would say that like every Pokemon is somebody's favorite, and they'll be slightly different disappointed if their Pokemon doesn't at least make an appearance, whether it be as an enemy or as a playable character. And well, then again, having eight hundred and seven playable characters is awful too. Well, here's the thing. I think you could easily do it where you have a select few, like you said, just like they do with P- Pokken. Um, that you can play through with. And then they've already got the 3D models because of the new generations, right? You could easily graph the movements of certain types to certain types. So mm-hmm. when you're getting attacked by bird Pokemon, it doesn't matter if it's a Fearow or a Pidgey. They kind of attack the same way. Um, yeah. So that would be a way to incorporate all of the models without necessarily being able to play with everything. I'm a fan of that, though. I think that actually does lend itself really well. It's almost like the Pokemon Rumble franchise, mm-hmm. except... Uh, I don't know. I think it's a bit more mature, and that could be a lot of fun. I can really see a Dynasty Warriors, because I think the Dynasty Warriors crossovers have been doing really well. One, they released Hyrule Warriors, like, I think three or four separate times now. Yeah, they had it for the Wii U, then they had it for the um, uh, 3DS. And now it's on the Switch, right? Now it's on the Switch with the complete Mastered Edition that's got all the DLC and everything. So that's the one that I would think of. I have a bit of a contribution... I know you guys haven't played it, or maybe you have. I'm not going to assume. But Final Fantasy 15 gave me, like, it. the way it's structured is that you're this one guy, and you have, like, three friends who follow you around, and you travel across, like, this huge open world map, and you, like, fight stuff. Well, now, what if those three other guys were replaced with, like, your Pokemon team members, and you got to travel around a huge open world map and fight stuff? A... Let me take you another level on that. So I've never played Final Fantasy, but I've watched my wife play it. And I would go on a limb and say, 
hey, you've got Final Fantasy. You, you can take that Final Fantasy, but what you do is you kind of combine it with Pokemon Mystery Dungeon aspects. And I think that would be a lot more fun. It would be more like a, uh, more like Xenoblade in a way. Mm. but you can do it in such a way that you're like you're still like dungeon diving and stuff like that and you're you're having some fun with that i, I think i think that's the, yeah saying. i think well i think that's more i think that lends itself more to the gameplay in that kind of idea going around and battling with like three other pokemon and it can be like from a large pool of pokemon at that point too but that way you can go around and battle with them and stuff like that in an open world environment as a as a party Okay, okay, I got it. It's Pokemon Kart. Same thing as Mario Kart, <laughs> but instead of picking up items, you pick up, like, TMs when you're driving around the track that allows your Pokemon driver to use their moves on the other drivers. Okay, so I would be lying if this is not <laughs> the first time I've thought about that. Because, okay, we've got Link and Mario Kart now. Give me a Pikachu, man. Yeah, I want to uh, watch Pikachu, Pikachu trying to drive it, you know? I want to see Pikachu trying to drive a cart. Yeah, if Animal Crossing can be in there and, like, Dry Bones, then we should definitely have Charizard. Dry Bones is in Mario. (laughs) Listen, okay, sometimes you have to stretch things. (laughs) Whatever. The Mies are in there. Metal Peach. (laughs) Let's not go into that whatsoever, because that is absolutely awful. I think we're limiting ourselves a little bit, though. We're limiting ourselves to kind of like what the constraints of Pokemon are with the focus on battling. I would be happy with a crossover game that had Pokemon as the world. Um, Just kind of like that's the world you live in and you're doing other stuff like a Grand Theft Auto Pokemon or, you know, something like a a racing game that just took place in the Pokemon world. Not necessarily. So that exists. That exists. It's called Pokemon Dash. And it's absolutely (laughs) awful. Oh. Yeah. Okay, but do it better. What I think would be really cool is like Stardew Valley Pokemon. Right? Oh God, I'd be stuck for eighteen hundred hours. Not just not just like farming or anything, but maybe you could choose different occupations in the Pokemon world, and you can do them. Like I, I'm a sucker for like tycoon esque games of any sort, like Stardew and uh, like build your own shop or something like that. Like, oh yeah, you I'm I, I, monster. I own this. I own this Pokemart, and I have my fellow Machamp, and he helps unload the boxes from the trucks. Let me schedule when he unloads the lo- the the trucks. You know, that seems like I it would get old that. real fast. <laughs> uh, no, have you ever played Stardew Valley? That game is addictive. So addictive. Okay. All right, so as someone who's played, like, over 80 hours in Stardew Valley, I can say that there is a Stardew Valley Pokemon mod that turns all of your farm animals into different Pokemon. That makes sense. I need this in that my life. That doesn't help me on my Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, your cows uh, become, like, Camerupts and baby calves become Nemmels. Mm. Yeah, like, or I think there's oh, there's all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah, like, your pigs become Piloswine and Swinebs. That's really cute. Like does your wife become Gardevoir? <laughs> uh, Asking for a friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be really cool, though. Just like a game where you can simulate other lives in the Pokemon universe, because there are a ton of other people, right? And oh my I think God, they've already got berry planting. I just thought about it. Like that's it's already a half a thing. They're already a quarter of the way there. You just blew my mind, Jader. I think that's just something you can explore, though. <laughs> 
just doing other Pokemon, like doing other jobs in the Pokemon world other than Pokemon trainer. Like everybody is a quote unquote Pokemon trainer in the Pokemon world. But how many people in the Pokemon world are are barbers like the two haircut brothers in Goldenrod City? Okay. <laughs> like we need that game. We need the game where we can simulate occupations outside of the Pokemon world. And you know what, Game Freak? You can make a ton of money off of this because what you can do is you can sell one for each occupation for 10 bucks oh, a piece, right? That way you just choose po- the occupation you want. Pokemon An Center Simulator 2018? As- yeah, exactly. <laughs> An occupation as Pokemon Podcaster. <laughs> yeah, you can go to like the Lavender Town Radio Tower. Exactly. It'd be great. Exactly. I would totally love something like that. I would be down to be like, oh man, I can run a Pokemon in the Pokemon world, or I can run the Pokemon Center in the Pokemon world, or I could be the Pokemon professor in a Pokemon world, right? And I I would totally be down for something like that. I love doing those kinds of like optimization simulation uh, tycoon games. I love it. Man, I, would, I hate these episodes. I hate when we talk about stuff like this because it's never going to happen. Right. And it just makes me sad inside my heart. Because uh, that is one of the things that I would totally want. I would eat that up. The occupation I want is as the old man in Viridian City who battles you with a Weedle and let, doesn't let you pass until you defeat him. That's or not, catch the Weedle. That's what it is. He catches yeah. the Weedle. He just shows you how to do it. <laughs> he, he catches the He catches the Weedle. He doesn't battle you with the Weedle. The whole reason he doesn't do it is because, quote unquote, in the American version, he didn't have his coffee. And... He was totally just like a drunkard in the Japanese version that passed out. I saw a meme the other day where it was like uh, someone who sent out a ratata against his Weedle or whatever because mm-hmm. they were battling for whatever reason. And like the old man was like, ah, this will be a cinch. But then it's like the trainer's like healing up his Charizard in the background and like the old man <laughs> starts, starts to like hug his Weedle goodbye. Weedle goodbye is like, I always loved you. Thanks for being a friend. <laughs> That's too good. That's gotten secret. weird. So, so that's where I got that misconception from. So when we brought this topic up in the Viridian Guild chat, a bunch of other people had interesting discussion points that I wanted us to hit just slightly. I think we're all going to be on the same page about most of them. But I think the biggest one is should there be a uh, – what's it called? Should there be a separate Pokemon fighting game that isn't Smash Brothers slash Pokken that lets you battle with all of the Pokemon? Or like – or it's it's a Smash Brothers style fighting game with just all the Pokemon characters. I guess is the better way to say it. I, I would personally say no, just because we have Pokken, and I think that's a much more serious fighting game. I think that'd be so hard to balance that it would be near, near impossible. Even balance wise, I don't think that would be an issue for me. I think the balance would. I mean, I don't care. It can be the most unbalanced game ever. You can break some characters. I don't care. I'm not a big fighting game buff, though. I'm sure somebody cares. I'm sure, like, Ethan or somebody's listening to this, and they're going to be like, oh, man, you need to balance this, this, and this. Uh, but I would really like to see... I, I don't know. I, I think it would be hard to market, personally, right? We already have Pockin. We already have Smash Brothers. And then you want something else in between? I don't think that you can actually get another Pokemon fighting game to come out of it no matter if it's more casual or what i don't i just don't think you can market it well without there being brand confusion and especially with pokemon trying to make the pocket scene happen and they're trying like way harder than i think they should be to make pocket happen i i just don't know i i don't know that you have space for that pocket is great and i hate that you are bashing on it mate no i'm not bashing on pocket i'm bashing like the competitive community around pocket that does not really exist. 
Okay, so that's because the online matchmaking with friends is absolutely garbage. But the online matchmaking itself isn't that bad, as long as you're facing random people you don't know. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. But the the problem is if you have like, I, I there's there's a lot of issues with it. One because they're trying to run it like an actual fighting game circuit and not trying to make it part of their Pokemon TPCI circuit. I don't know why. That's not for me to decide. They they probably have some business decision that they came up with. They have marketing people. I'm not one of those marketing people. But they try to have it at Worlds and at Nationals and stuff, and there's never anybody that shows up to it. They always have, like, last-chance qualifiers because nobody shows up. And you weren't there when... No, you were there when we went to Nationals in Columbus, and the Pokken room, the Pokken room was just empty. Like, nobody was playing it. They were doing the same thing at Worlds, mate. Yeah, why? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, uh, at 2016 Worlds, they were just asking like people with spectator passes if they wanted to come and play Pokken. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what's going on. I don't know if it's changed, though, because that was when it was Wii U. Mm. But like, I don't mind. It's fun. It's a fun game. I like playing it. Only no, I agree bad. with you. It's a fun game. I don't think it's a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. I just, it feels like one of those things they keep trying to make happen, and it's just not happening. You know? It's just not it's just not going to happen. And I really, really want it to happen because to have a third branch of Pokemon, I think it would be really cool. We can watch the VGC die and Pac and go along with it. We've come full circle this episode. And how morbid. <laughs> right. But at yeah. the same time, I, I don't know, like Pockin's not doing great. And uh, what else is it? Yeah, Pockin's not doing great. VGC is not doing great, but. I don't know. As a third fighting game, I just don't think you could do another fighting game with Pokemon in it. That's where I really want to go with that. I just don't personally think you can do that. Though Pokken, I think, is great. I think it's a great game. I just think it has a very niche audience. Hmm. And that niche audience is people who are just like, man, I really like Tekken, but I wish there were Pokemon in it. And then you got it. And (laughs) that's your audience. And the problem is that audience is going to, it's a niche of a niche. All right, so going back to the topic, kind of, I, I know we're kind of on the topic, but I'm also yeah. going to kind of switch things up a bit. Uh, a survival horror game, but Pokemon. <laughs> like How Dead do do by that? Daylight or something. So, like, I'm thinking, like, ghost Pokemon and stuff, like, abducting people, and you, like, have to find your friends and not get abducted and such. And they're like, or maybe, like, something like uh, Evolve. Like where mm. you're, you start out as like a weak ghost Pokemon and you have to evolve to one of your higher forms and then you can like start terrorizing the players or something. It's a thought. I could see that being, so first of all, I don't think they would ever make that, but I could see it happening as a, like a one-off thing. Like, oh, hey, we made this kind of thing during Halloween, but just because it's not kid friendly, I don't think it'll happen. That makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because that could be fun. I would play that. I would play that so hard. (laughs) Yeah. Like games like evolve and dead, like dead by daylight's really popular, but evolve, uh, never took off and it had a lot of money put into it. Mm -hmm. It was really good. I just don't think it's something that, again, that we'll ever see just for the fact that the Pokemon company's like, Oh, but we got to do everything handholdy and for the kids. Yeah. But it's for the kids. Literally evolve. (laughs) Pokevolve. I I don't know if Pokemon's going to be as handholdy here in the future. I think we're going to start to see some kind of shift in the Pokemon company's demeanor in the near future. I think they've finally come to the point with with Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. I'm coming back to this. That they've finally just come to a point where they realize 
that their audience is growing up with them and that they can go ahead and start doing things a little bit more mature. Though I think they want to be family friendly, which is fine. You can have family friendly games that are a blast. Look at Mario Tennis. Look at Mario Party. Nintendo is like a master of making family friendly games that are incredibly fun. You said two Mario games. Yeah, Splatoon. <laughs> Splatoon. Splatoon. There we go. Splatoon, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Mario. I wish My you God. had just kept going on saying different Mario. Mario types. Tennis. Mario, Mario Baseball. Kart. Mario Kart. <laughs> they do, they're just so fantastic at it. <laughs> Mario and Sonic at the Olympic <laughs> Those aren't that good. Let's not lie. <laughs> so that is, <laughs> on that note, let's, let's, uh, let's end the topic there. And we'll kick it on over uh, to a commercial break, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. Are you craving some tasty tidbits of Tim Pole? Have you been dreaming of Deli Bird Deli sandwiches? What about some of the softest slowpoke tails around? Well, head on over to the Rhyhorn Steakhouse where you can pick up all these items and more for $5.99 and higher. Also, check out our new Corsola Cola fountain drinks. They won't make your gums bleed. Head on over to the Rhyhorn Steakhouse, where if it moves, we'll serve it. Poke of the episode. And welcome back. Our Pokemon of the episode is National Dex number 754, Lurantis, the Bloom Sickle Pokemon. It fires beams from its sickle-shaped petals. These beams are powerful enough to cleave through thick metal plates. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, that's Solar Blade, right? I think that's what it's talking Are we sure it's not the the pantsuit Pokemon? It's the pantsuit Pokemon. (laughs) Look at it. It's totally a pantsuit, by the way. Like, it's just, it looks like it's wearing a pantsuit. That's all. Lorantis is actually pretty cool, though. I, it's, it's bad. The only reason it's bad is because, like, every single other uh, Pokemon that came out in Alola that wasn't a Tapu or Ribombi, its base speed is absolute garbage. Its base speed is 45 because I believe all of the Pokemon in Alola are on island time and are too tired to go anywhere fast. (laughs) That's pretty true. I mean, look at all of the Pokemon that came out. They're awful speed wise. Even on a trick room team, a special attack stat of 80 really isn't even worth the speed loss. It's not mm-hmm. worth the investment. Like, I guess you could do a contrary set, but that also requires you have a turn of set up just to get it off the first leaf storm so that you can actually start sweeping. And by then you've already used, what, like two or three turns to trick room? Yeah. And so it's a good time. It's it's really bad. But what it's you should bad. do is, I mean, you could you can make it work. In, in a it tier has, such as PU, you could make it work. <laughs> it gets defog. It does get defog. Everything gets defog now. It's crazy. I love the things that got defog by making it a move tutor. By the way, <laughs> oh, it has to. It has to breed off of a C dot. Oh, it has to. Well, that, by that, if it gets it as a, if it gets it as a, an egg move, it gets it as the move tutor now. Oh, in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. So that makes life even easier. Yeah. So he does have contrary though, which isn't a bad move, and he actually has moves that work with it, like Leaf Storm. But his special attack is base eighty, and his attack is base one hundred five, <laughs> which makes me sad because I thought he got superpower, but I might be wrong. I am absolutely wrong. So no, he does no, he does get superpower. He does get superpower. Oh yeah, it's in uh, Tutor's moves. Yeah. 
So I wouldn't okay. even run him special. I would run him physical with superpower. He's like your Dunk budget. Yeah, he's your budget. What's it called? Uh, Malamar. Because yeah, Malamar does the same starts. thing. That's what I would do. I wouldn't even run special. I would just run superpower. Hmm. Knockoff is not a is a solid move too. I think Scron. I think that wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. Would you would you put it on your totem Loranthus you get from Samson Oak? So that's a solid question. I would do that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So totem Pokemon don't actually do anything different. That's the best part. They don't really do anything different. But they're, they're bigger. bigger and scarier. They're bigger and they okay. get stuck with one ability. And I don't think it's always the desirable one. Okay. Okay. This is blowing my mind. All right. Speaking of the totem Lorantis, it debuted on an episode of the anime. Yeah. And the episode was called Currying Favor and Flavor. But currying spelled like curry. This okay. is my favorite thing. So, <laughs> so the Pokemon animes episodes are all on point. Like they are just legitimately on point. So it turns out that the the totem Lorantis can't get contrary. Fun fact, Gator. It can only get Leaf Guard. So that it's hurts my soul. That's garbage. Um, it's just garbage. Nice. Unfort. Unfortunate. Poor Lorantis being even more useless because he can't even use the totem. Uh, well, but if you do a little bit more. Oh, go for it. Yeah. I was gonna be, it's a little bit more useful in the TCG. Um, so Lorantis has two cards that are currently legal and should stay legal even after rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a Lorantis GX that came out in uh, Sun and Moon. And it's pretty decent because for a grass, uh, you can attach, uh, you do 40 damage and attach two basic energy cards from your discard to your discard to your Pokemon in any way you like. So mm. it's got a way, it, that's what people are using it for, to like accelerate their stuff out of the discard. And it's all a lot of play with things like uh, Solgaleo and other Pokemon that like to discard stuff, uh, Tapu Bulu, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool. But that doesn't see any play anymore. The thing that still does see play is the Lorantis promo, and it's purely for its ability, Sunny Day, mm-hmm. which says the uh, the attacks of your grass and fire-type Pokemon do 20 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon before applying weakness and resistance. So in any yeah. grass or fire deck, it just it helps you go off. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like it. Now, I, w- I was running one for a little bit on a in a deck with... Uh, it, was, it was before Zoroark GX. It was, it was for the Glissapod, actually. I was running it with Glissapod. GX and it was I mean it did well I prefer running it with a couple other things or oh, running like a, an extra Zoroark over the Lorantis I don't think it was enough damage output to warrant it but yeah I mean, if you're gonna be running stage one lines you might as well be running Zoroark <laughs> yeah that's kind of how it goes you just run Zoroark hey fun trivia about Lorantis is while it's based on the Orchid Mantis which is a uh, bug like in real life that is in fact not a plant but looks like a plant. Lorantis is in fact not a bug at all, but a plant in Pokemon lore. Hmm. Yeah. It's it great. Supposedly disguises yep. It disguises itself, itself as a bug. Because... No, it disguises it's a plant that disguises itself as a plant but looks like a bug. Yeah. But it's, it's not a bug. Yeah, yeah, it makes it's, complete sense. It's, it's pure grass typing, guys. It's not a bug type. I had to learn that myself. <laughs> so, if you're looking to run Lorantis competitively, it is in the PU tier, the the tier of champions. 
Let me tell you. The you, tier of champions. The tier of champions. PU's fun. I've played around with it a bit. It's not too bad. It's not the best, but it's it's still fun. So uh, if you want to run Lorantis in PU, I think the best way to do it is to take advantage of that contrary ability. And while it's not fast, I think you could just get away with bulking it up. Like, I would just yeah. throw 248 in HP, 252 in defense, throw the rest in. I, I would say speed just to outspeed other things at base 45. And you mm. get Leaf Storm and Superpower because you're not either, you know, you're not attack heavy and you're not special defense heavy. And then you can have Synthesis so you can keep getting refilling that HP. Um, Defog's a solid option, but Toxic is also a good option there. You can use it for hazard removal. If you're looking for people to team up with it, I think a couple of them. So a, a big one would be Weezing's a huge issue against it. So just run your own Weezing. And, <laughs> uh, because then you can just soak up all of the Weezing hits from that. Uh, also, Lantern's a really good choice because Lantern will eat up all the fire and flying type uh, attacks that are coming in for it. And if you're fighting against something like Pharaoh Seed, like I said, Weezing's a good choice. So just definitely, uh, you can play around with it and get a bunch of other things. I think Pyroar is also in PU right now. So Pyroar sounds like a fun person to throw it with. And you can get a nice Firewater Grass Core with Lantern, Lorantis, and Pyroar. Yeah, yeah it, it goes back to what we were talking about last episode with it. Grass type just not being mm-hmm. fantastic. Well, grass uh, isn't terrible. I mean, if you like the Grasswater Fire Core is really fun to play in Pokemon and it's always a really good core to have grass fire water just because grass will soak up the rest of the weaknesses that the other or the other things that the other two won't pick up and it'll hit back real hard I think Lorantis is in a decent place to do it you just have to make sure you cover its counters before you send it in and be like man I can't wait to contrary sweep Uh, just because Mm. base 45 speed man base 45 speed yeah in this case would you run synthesis yeah, I yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm running synthesis, man. Mm. I would tow trend gotcha. just because right. you can keep up the longevity. Then, well, it also gets access to leech life, so I'm thinking a complete physical set with like a salt vest to be really good. You like, could, but you wouldn't get the stab leaf storm though, uh, or you wouldn't have a good grass type stab. And mm, if you're running a water grass fire core, I feel like a grass type stab is one of those things that you really want. Leaf blade isn't bad. Leaf Blade is bad because it's a two-turn charge. Leaf Blade, not Solar Blade. <laughs> oh, Leaf Blade. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're right, you're right. Leaf Blade's not terrible either. That's true. You could run Leaf Blade, but then you're not taking advantage of Contrary too much except for Superpower. Hmm. Oh, but like Intimidate counters and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would. I mean, you could run it mixed. I think there's no harm in running it mixed. Yeah. It, it requires ex- further in experimentation yeah absolutely i mean nothing in pu is known that well pu is a fun tier if you haven't gotten there i would suggest going to play pu just for funsies what does pu stand for again uh i don't know actually i pretty useless i think pretty useless is the right answer (laughs) pretty useless that about sums it up (laughs) they just call it pu though i don't think they ever gave it an official name like NU had like when you look up when you look it up it says NU is never used and like UU is underused and stuff like that on the Smogon. But if you look up PU, it just says PU is the lowest tier that we have. <laughs> it doesn't give you an explanation or anything. <laughs> so that yeah. that is gonna be it though for Lorantis. If you want more awesome Pokemon stuff, check out our Discord. We talk about things like this all the time. So we will uh, catch. We're gonna switch shift gears over to Puckle's mailbag. It's mail time! 
mailbag. Send in your emails. Your mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 And as <laughs> always, we will give out the Green Tauros badge roll to anybody we think inspires discussion and moves the podcast along and makes good content. Or makes me laugh. Yeah. Uh, if you're new to the show, this is the segment where we read listener emails. You can always email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We typically have a, a prompt for you. Or last week, we wanted to know what type matchups you would like to see changed in the type chart. This week, we want to know, what are some games you would like to cross over with Pokemon? Send those in to pucklepodcast at gmail.com, and we'll probably read them on the show. So yeah. let's get into it. Our first email is going to be from 10 Little Men. And Gator, you've got this one. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I will, but I don't want to. All right. Oh man! Begrudgingly read it. I will He's a nice guy, I swear. I've met him, but I like Woody more. All right. Well, oh, <laughs> oh no! Why would we you say take such it up with me a puckle content, little man? Let's go. Um, <laughs> well, Finis Thatch and his serendipitous co-host, uh, <laughs> little man, has returned once again to answer this week's mailbag question: How types interact is a concept that I have been I have spent a long time thinking about. Ultimately, I think that Game Freak has done a terrific job balancing all of the types. There are really only four types that I have serious gripes with. Being an ice type is a total death sentence in Pokemon. When Pokemon with stats like Kiram B can be underwhelming, you know your type has a problem. Oh, okay. First of all, Kiram Black is my boy, so back off. Um, rock type is similar to an ice type in that offensively it's great, but actually being a rock type is terrible. On the OP side, we have Fairy... Just adding fairy types to a Pokemon brings its viability up by at least two tiers. The most OP type, however, has got to be Ghost. Ghost type is absolutely ridiculous with as many immunities as it has weaknesses and two resistances on top of it. Offensively, it is also incredible. The only reason Ghosts don't feel oppressively powerful is that the actual Pokemon tend to have poor stats and move pools. Ghost is practically the opposite of Dragon, which is honestly a mediocre type that is given the false perception of greatness by the sheer number of pseudo-legendaries with insane stats and disgusting move pools that would be utterly insane on a Pokemon of almost any other type. 20 Protean flip-flops, 10 little men type shifted away. Wow. I, I totally forgot that he had, like ripped on Dragon type there. I, it's too okay. perfect. I, it's true, though. Uh, I don't blame him. There's still some decent dragon types, if you know what you're doing. Like, I love Gudra, and I would not call Gudra a pseudo-legendary, right? Like, It is a pseudo-legendary. It is. Oh. By its definition, yeah. If By it's above 600. If it's at 600 base stat total, and it's typically a dragon type. Yeah, it's, that's that's Gudra, though. When I, I guess was, there's Tyran. There's Metagross, right? And Metagross Tyran. is pseudo, and Tyranitar. I think those are the only two non-dragon pseudos. Yeah. But like, that's true. But Komo is bad. Komo is objectively bad. Yes, though it's almost good with its exclusive Z move. It's almost good. We're gonna say almost. <laughs> yeah, Salamence, Dragonite, um, Garchomp, uh, Hydreigon. Mm. Hydreigon was too good for its yeah. own good in its heyday. 
That's the problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to know who ruined dragon know. types, it was High Dragon. High Dragon, hands well, maybe down, that's, ruined dragon types. I think that's their, like, concession, though. Like, they're not going to make all the dragons OP because they've already got a lot of OP dragons. So I don't know if that's a fair statement to make. Well, they've gotten rid of the OP dragon problem with fairy type. And I don't yeah. know. It, it's just gotten to the point where dragon's kind of middling out now. It's not a great type anymore to have. Like, if you have dragon type, yeah, you can maybe do something with it. You'll get stabbed Draco Meteor because you're not Jirachi and you're a dragon type. And that's probably about it. That's just about it. I uh, like the utility in the being able to hit a lot of things pretty strong for neutral. Yeah, there it's it, that's the only good thing. I mean, outside of steel types, the problem is steel is becoming more prominent because of fairy, and but you do hit everything else neutrally just about. I believe. That's Except why my dragon runs fire punch. <laughs> yeah, it should. Uh, all right, so let's move on though to this next one from Domobot Scrawn. You've got this one. Hey everyone, just thought it would be interesting to talk about some, in quotes, Pokemon that have shown up in the anime but have not been established as actual Pokemon. For example, Baby Kangaskhan. We've seen it since the original Gen 1, and it came with its rumors of being Cubone without a skill mask, but was never confirmed, at least to my knowledge, leaving it to be somewhat of a mystery. Then Gen 2 comes along and we get actual Baby Pokemon! But still no, but Baby Kangaskhan was not one of them. Why? And to this day, still no establishment of the Pokemon, no individual name slash number. Why is it the only Pokemon uh, to have a different form as a baby, but still count as Kangaskhan? Another Pokemon to go along with this subject would be the recently revealed split evolution of Shelter. In the anime, we literally see it evolve with Slowpoke after Shelter bites Slowpoke's tail into Slowbro's tail. And even now, see that there was a sprite and dex number created for it. So why didn't they create these Pokemon that were essentially already created? I would like to know everybody's thoughts on this, and why Pokemon don't didn't establish these Pokemon. I'm sure there are a couple more Pokemon with this situation, but these are the two that stick out to me most. Anyway, love the show. Keep up the good work. Domobot. Oh man, so the really boring answer is... It was Gen 1, and nobody knew what they were doing in Gen 1. Um, the short, the more the more complicated answer is, one, Kangaskhan's always female, and they don't make baby Pokemon for Pokemon that are gender-specific like that, minus Jinx, I guess. Though I think you can have a male Jinx. I'm not entirely sure. Don't, don't quote me on that. Um, hmm. But <laughs> they, they typically don't do gender-specific. I'm looking up Jinx right now because I'm I'm going to say something wrong, and somebody's going to be like, well, they're going to be scared of their car. No, they are 100% female, so my entire logic's wrong. There's um, no reason to say, though, that that baby Kangaskhan is, needs to evolve into the larger Kangaskhan. Yeah, Maybe it, it just grows. It doesn't evolve. Exactly. It just gets bigger. Exactly. And then because of the way the game works, it doesn't. you don't see that happen. Uh, another thing to do is also, like with the Cubone thing, by the way, uh, Pokemon kind of gave a nod that that is exactly what's happening. Um, they did that in Gen 7 recently because the only way to get a Kangaskhan is to go and get um, and find a Cubone on uh, Wayla Volcano and get the SOS battle to trigger a Kangaskhan encounter. Okay, so that's false because there's a 1% chance you can just run into Kangaskhan. I think that's an Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, not in Sun and Moon. Let me double check. That's that. in Sun and Moon. Is it? 
Yeah. Uh, well, then I'm wrong, but I, I think, mean, you're I not, think the point still you're stands. You're not entirely wrong. Yeah, I think your point stands. I think they are, you know, related in some way. Mm-hmm. It would make sense at any rate. But like, I think they've nodded to it in, to an extent with that. It wears the skull of its mother. But like Kangaskhan's skull doesn't really look like the skull uh... of Marowak. Well, yeah, the Marowak, the Marowak skull doesn't look like the Cubone skull. So you're assuming a, Q, a Marowak is the mother of a Cubone, which I think is a bold assumption. I because you could just say it emotionally changes itself, and so it evolves into something different when it gets older. You or know? maybe like mal- malnutrition was the common thing. <laughs> talks about, Honestly, but like that yeah. that requires like an entire species having malnutrition problems and that's just really hard to you know stomach so i just go along with whatever pokemon says and don't think too hard about it i don't want to think about the sadness <laughs> i don't hello want... darkness my old friend so so okay so even if you can't catch a kangaskhan the one percent that the kangaskhan can be found out is taken out of the cubone's 25 percent to bring cubo down to 24 so like i feel like that's just like a nice nod from pokemon like yeah you Mine. guys are probably right alone yeah i really think though that they were just like yeah you're probably right here you guys go you can have <laughs> uh you can you can you can have your head cannon because pokemon as i will always say is all about that head cannon no oh. no it's about shoulder cannons it's blastoise day <laughs> and well, then we also I'm- have shelter right he was asking yeah. about shelter that's another thing that pokemon just didn't think about i think entire they're just like yeah yeah shelter evolves like this and we see it in the anime and Gen One anime and Gen One anime in particular, Wild Wild West of Pokemon. I'm pretty sure they're just like, here's some pictures, and then they're just like, okay, we're gonna go make an anime based off this, and that was it. <laughs> just have its uh, have its tongue sticking out because it has a tongue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, just, I wouldn't trust like the Gen One anime with anything about game co- canon or anything. So. Take that for what you will. Aim for the horn. That's all I have to say. Aim for the horn. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, so what I'll what other Pokemon it. like this could exist? I like, don't think any of them do. I think it was just because, like, both of them are Gen 1 Pokemon that he mentioned because it was Gen 1 Oversight. Mm. Well, what happens to the little tiny Cherubi on Cherubi when it evolves into Cherum? What happens to it? I need answers. <laughs> if maybe it falls off and becomes its own little cherubi, like full grown one. Mind blown again. Boom. Gotcha. Got him. All right. I hope that's what happens. This next one is from Crossmog. Hey, Puckle. Crossmog here, writing into the mailbag. As for Steel's loss of a dark resist, I have one Pokemon for you Metagross. I believe it was removed solely to nerf it, and now that it has a Mega, can you imagine it resisting Dark again? A type I like to change is having Fire and Ice weak to each other. I remember back in Gen 1 thinking they were when I could get a, a super effective on a Charizard with Blizzard. That's all I got for this week. I've got to get out of here before Lily tries to put me in the bag again. Cross Mog out. I get in the bag, Nebby! Get in the bag! <laughs> Getting the bag. It's like getting the truck, but more oppressive. Um, (laughs) But Uh, I I do agree with him with uh, Steel 
losing the dark resist solely because of Metacruise. I will accept yeah. that as an answer because if Steel resisted dark, Metagross would be nasty. And I, we're, we always live in this bubble of like smoke on tears. But if you're playing VGC, those don't exist. And that's the meta that Pokemon actually cares about. Mm-hmm. And Meta Mega Metagross was a big thing in that, especially this year. Like I ran one, and <laughs> uh, and Mega Metagross is scary. And if you, it was just like here's more resistances for him. He's doing really well, guys. And Mega Metagross would just be disgusting to play against. So I I will agree with that. As for ice being super effective against fl- fire, I don't think that should ever happen. We have water. It's you're literally just like, well, the ice becomes water, and it's just like, well, the water type super effective. It doesn't make sense either yeah. because fires can burn perfectly in cold environments. It's mm-hmm. more of a matter of like oxygen availability and like the things that are strong against fire are things that smother fire and the things fire is strong against are the things that, well, it doesn't make sense. That, okay. It makes sense that fire is strong against ice because it melts ice, but yeah, never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm a No, you're right. You're right. I agree with you. Yeah. So like things that smother fire, like earth or water, uh, and rocks, like stuff that you can put out fires with are strong against mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, that, is all of our emails for today. Uh, anybody you think should get the Green Taurus badge, I think anybody but 10 Little Men gets it. Either Domobot or Crossmog. Uh, I say Domo. Okay. Domobot, you've won the Green Tauros badge. You just go to our Discord and ask for it. We'll give you that role. And you can turn green in our Discord server. Well, that Ooh. is going to be it for the mailbag this week. If you want to join in on next week's mailbag, you can do so by going to pucklepodcast.com or pucklepodcast at gmail.com and just sending us an email. Uh, this week, our question is going to be, what game would you like to see Pokemon crossover with? Send it. We'll read it. We'll have a good time. We'll talk about it. So let's do that. And if you want to do more awesome Puckle stuff, first of all, come to our Discord server. It's a lot of fun. We have a, we have a blast over there. While you're at it, you can also check out uh, our website where you can find links to our Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, all on PucklePodcast.com. On top of that, you can also watch Jushira and myself on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast, where he does TCG, I do the video game. We have a blast. It's a good time. I think this week I'm going to add an extra day of streaming as well on the Saturday. So definitely watch out for that. And finally, if you haven't already, get your ticket to PuckleCon. By ticket, I mean your plane slash car ticket to PuckleCon. <laughs> on the 21st and 22nd of July, we will be having a bunch of events over there. We're on Pokemon.com, Dayton, Ohio, in the Dayton Convention Center, uh, July 21st to 22nd, room 306. It's going to be a good time. I'm super excited about it. But I believe that is all of my spiel at the end of the show. So I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Scrum. And I'm going to Pokemon Community Day. <laughs> and here in the Lazar Town Radio Tower. It's closing time.
Hello, and as always, I would like to thank our patrons who help make this show possible. So let's go through it. Thank you to duly noted 10 Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Dr. Shamu, Manga Wave 87, Snag, Dexio, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Bosephus, Ryan, Seth Vilo, Minor Minetric, Claude 9, The Beauty and the Geek, John, R. Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Jestern, The Golden Klefki, Uncle Oshawa, Trevor, TJ, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Daniel, Treby, Greg, Alec, Carnivore J, Mikey, Ozzy, Half Full Reviews, Ozzy, Sparky, Brian, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Thomas, Locke, Dennis, Echo, Anime Gravy, Travis, Mark, Inferno 235, and The Real Eevee. As always, guys, thank you so much. You too can become a patron and have your name said at the end of the show by going to patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. And of course, if you're a patron, you can come down to Puckle Puckle's live show this weekend at on Friday, July, I believe, 13th. Let me double check that. July 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be doing a live show. It's going to be a lot of fun. I use these as a town hall, and I really like talking to you guys. So I hope to see you there. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.